Hello and welcome to this ISBA BursaCast for the 16th of February 2023. This episode is what I'm going to call a half-term special, in that there is no official bulletin from the ISBA. However, I took it upon myself to chat to some of our headline sponsors for the upcoming ISBA annual May conference. And the first of those is Vectare. Vectare is a transport solutions business. And I spoke to one of their founders, Dominic Calantri, and we had a great conversation learning a little bit more about the business, how it came into being, and how it can help independent schools. So this episode features a short chat with him, and then we're also going to hear a little bit from Justin Wilkes, who is the Bursa of Dollar Academy up in Scotland, about his thoughts on the recent finance conference, which was on the 7th of February, so just over a week ago. And that'll then round off this episode. Nothing more to add from me, so we'll just jump straight into my chat with Dominic. I'm joined by a very exciting guest today, one of the headline sponsors of our upcoming conference in May, and a fantastic journey follows this man, but we'll get into it. So I'm joined by Dominic Calantri from Victoria. Hi, Dom. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Leo, and thanks for having me. No, it's a delight. I've been doing lots of research on Victoria, and it's a really interesting project, and clearly something that independent schools sorely needed, given how many of them have jumped on it and are enjoying it. Yeah, no, absolutely. You're, you're absolutely spot on. And, and it's absolutely fascinating now to be working with 100 independent schools or, or just over uh, from Edinburgh to Exeter, kind of literally everywhere in the middle across the UK. And it's been a, been a fantastic journey to kind of be a part of. And, you know, Peter and I, who founded the business uh, way back five years ago, have, have really enjoyed working with independent schools and, and working with their, with their customers, parents, pupils as well. Um, to help them improve their school transport across the piece. Yeah, fantastic. Would you mind just diving in a little bit into the origins of the business and sort of how it came to be? Because it's quite an interesting story. Yeah, no, of, of course. So Peter and I, who, fa- who found the business, I think, uh, five years ago or, or so now, uh, went to an independent school, went to Trent College in Nottingham. Um, I was kind of a weekly boarder. Peter was a, a day pupil who travelled on the school bus service. And... Uh, James Gregory, who was their director of operations, turned around to us shortly after we'd left and said, essentially, and I kind of paraphrase here, and he said, you know, you two are clever chaps. Uh, I've got a problem with my school transport. Can you help? And I was down in Exeter at this point studying economics and politics. Peter was up in Loughborough doing uh, transport and business management. We went, well, okay, then we'll we'll, we'll kind of give it a go, if, if that makes sense. Um, you know, and we... He said, yeah, this is great what you've done for us. And at this point, we, we just literally just planned some routes, tweaked some school bus service routes to kind of where the data was, where parent requests were, where pupil data was, et cetera. And, we, and James went, this is great. I'll, I'll, you know, send me an invoice. And we thought, well, we looked at each other and went, well, you know, what for? How much? You know, what do we do? So, we, you know, politely sent an invoice for a few hundred pounds and thought, you know, that's fantastic. There's there's the beer money for the university kind of comment. That isn't isn't yeah, that yeah. fantastic. Um and then before we realized it, James said, no, hang on a minute, you could actually do this for other schools. Um so there we went off to, to other schools and, and before we realized it, we you know, a couple of years on it just it just seemed to explode and going from one school to the next to the next. And and as everybody knows, the bursa community is is very tight knit and we delivered some really good initial work when we when we first started and you know before we realized it versus we're going between schools but also talking to, to their you know kind of talking between themselves and at the same time we you know already we just built ourselves on recommendation and and before we realized i say we're now up to just over 100 
um, growing at quite a rate. But but actually for us, that that's all good fun and all stems back from our, our kind of first interaction upon shortly leaving school and, and way back at sat in Nottingham, just, le- just left a school classroom. Yeah, fantastic. What a story. And then to get from a very exciting story to probably some perhaps equally or less exciting, I'm not sure, details, what actually is Victoria? Because it's essentially a, a software solution, but also yeah, consultancy. No, yeah, no, absolutely. And it's a, it's a great question, Leo, because we, you know, people do often ask us, what, what's it about? And, and I try and bring it together in kind of one fell piece and say that actually it's about helping schools move pupils from point A to point B. That typically could be on school bus services, home to school, going in the morning, coming home in the afternoon. That could be part of what we describe as kind of private hire, but sports matches, trips to you know, art galleries, museums, etc. Or more recently, you know, we, we've more recently gone into borders and taxis going to or from school and all of the associated complication that comes with international students coming to or from uh, independent schools across the UK. So really anything that allows pupils to move normally on or off site um, at all times of day. Uh, and we kind of work with schools and, and work with critically their parents and pupils to make sure that it, it goes as smoothly as it possibly can. Okay, sure. And how, how does this service manifest itself physically? So it's, it's a app that I'm assuming yeah, exactly. software so based? A, yeah, yeah, no, no, you're, you're spot on there. So, it, so it's an app and, it, and it's also kind of a web interface as such, depending on how a parent wants to interact with it. And it's essentially a, a system that normally links into the school MIS system, um, but sometimes sits standalone. And parents can go on, make a booking that then interacts with the um, with the pet with the parent and they can track the journey, think you're Uber and a, and a parent put it to me really well and and said, Dominic, it's really strange that I can track my pizza going to or from home, but I can't track my child bus. And that then the software allows parents to track their child bus. They get a little alert if they, when their child's boarded. But also it, it manifests itself in, in, in a number of other different ways. You know, it might be actually just removing the admin burden for schools and, and schools not longer having the admin burden of processing kind of booking forms or trip request forms all the way through to actually critically what, what a lot of bursas bring us in for initially is to actually improve the transport and the whole data analytics behind it starting to say well have we got buses or routes operating in the right areas are we are are we getting the best value from our our trip transport are we paying over the odds for different movements of pupils maybe at the start and end of term whatever or not they might be but whilst critically you know making journey more seamless for parents and and making them have what I describe as a 21st century pupil journey, if I can use that pun, um, going yeah, to or from school or travelling to or from school. Okay, interesting. And so, do these the buses that you know your stuff tracks? Do the buses need modification, or how does that work? No. So, so how it works is is all of the drivers have an app that that's loaded onto the smartphone, and then the pupils normally I'd have it in a couple of different ways. So so sometimes we have pupils that use QR codes. Think of your Apple wallet or, or Android pass, like you're boarding a plane tickets that might have a, a pass on their smartphone. Uh, we might have pupils with kind of RFID cards. Think of your Oyster style card in, in London. Or we might have pupils at more junior end who, you know, literally just register as they board and either tap their name or the driver taps their name on a register. Um, and then what that kind of links to is, is parent getting a little alert to say, you know, Dominic's board of the bus or mm. Leo's board of the bus or whatever it might be. And then, and then that helps the parent kind of track their journey, but also know that their pupil is safe, knows where they are, 
um, and critically, you know, it doesn't require, as you say, any modification to the bus. It's literally just a smartphone that operates on the bus and the smartphone is, is therefore knowing the location of where the bus is it's sitting on the vehicle. Interesting. So long gone are the days of a teacher yelling down the bus. Yeah. Well, I'd, I'd like to say so. You know, unfortunately, you've still got some of the, you know, the, the required behaviour standards that sometimes yeah. need putting into people, should we say, wearing of seatbelts, etc. And if only a piece of technology could force pupils to behave well, not stand up while a bus is moving and wear a seatbelt, then I think I think we'd all collectively be laughing and we'd all we'd probably all go home and say we haven't got a job. Um, but <laughs> actually, yes, it, you are. We are what we are seeing is actually where there are behavior problems or there are typically problems with school bus services actually we the critical bit is we know who's on board you know we know mm. who was on board at that point you know if it was involved in a crash and you know touch wood we don't deal with too many but we do deal with a few just with the, the sheer number of independent schools that we work with and the sheer number of pupils that use our system um but actually knowing who is on the bus at any given time and which parents to make that inevitable phone call to to say you know unfortunately your child has been involved in an accident but you know actually they are okay or they're a little bit shaken up, but they're absolutely fine. And, and that, you know, that ability to know who it is in real time, you know, is, is critically important because truthfully, the, the first thing anybody knows about an accident is normally through a piece of social media or an off the blue mm. telephone call that says, oh, by the way, I've seen your bus, it, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's, no it's in a, a ditch. Yeah. yeah, it's in a ditch. Or it's no longer got a windscreen as it was taken out by a tree or something, something quite mundane as that. But he's kind of like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, interesting. And so for for you guys, you work with independent schools majority of the time, and that is the, really the bread and butter of what you guys are into. Yeah, absolutely. So so independent schools are kind of our bread and butter. And what's quite interesting, we've, we've now, you know, we do a little bit now outside independent schools, both with local authorities and also with business as well, where most of that has actually come from independent school parents having used our system who then work in business or work in local authority and have turned around and said, hang on a minute, we, we should be doing this in our local authority mm. are doing this in our business so yeah independent schools very much our bread and butter it's where we started it's kind of where we remain and kind of where we want to stay as well sure but we, we've we diversified a little bit as well only from you know parents perceiving the good level of service and then touching base with us and saying hang on a minute if you can do it for our child going to or from school why can't you do it for our business and you know staff going to or from work for yeah okay sure that makes sense and, and, and good good practice breeds good business i suppose is, is the way to look at it yeah, and we and we really do trade off our reputation. You know, everybody knows that this community and the Bursa community is is a really tiny community. But actually, you know, if if we provided a bad level of service or we didn't really pride ourselves on our level of service, we don't. We genuinely don't think we would have grown to the extent that we have done. And and actually, for us, it's about you know really continuing to deliver that really high quality level of service that critically our our parents expect when they're paying their bus fees or paying their school fees, etc. You know. I always talk about parents are expecting a service. They're not just expecting education or not just expecting movement from A to B. They're, they're really wanting, you know, something with a touch of quality. Uh, and that makes complete and utter sense. But therefore, you know, we have to provide that highest level of service. And in doing so, we hopefully would like to think that's the, one of the reasons why we've, we've grown so quickly. Yeah, absolutely. And for, do you guys supply buses as well? Yeah, so so in many instances, we, we, we've diversified ever so slightly just for a couple of our clients, whereby, you know, we recognise we were providing uh, kind of a data, analyst, a data analytics solution for many of our schools. We we're providing a kind of a front office kind of booking engine. And we we're also providing advice on, on how to operate either compliantly or 
um, how to operate, you know, a safe, reliable school transport service. And we went, hang on a minute, if we're providing advice on this, we also should probably be operating some vehicles ourselves to, to get some first world experience. Um, so we do have a relatively small fleet, I say it's relatively small, it stands at about 50 today, um, where we, we operate, you know, we employ a set of drivers, we operate a service. Typically, it's not our bread and butter, we're doing that more at a local authority level, but where we, you know, we work with local operators typically close to the independent school, but many whom have been working with the school for, for a number of years or decades. And some schools really value that relationship. And, and for us, it's not about changing that relationship. And crucially, again, for a lot of schools, it's around you know, their own internal minibus drivers that are operating the service. And again, we work really closely with them. Um, but we critically wanted the the real world experience of operating so we can provide that help and support to schools. And the only way we thought we could do that and want to enhance our way of doing that was to actually operate a number of vehicles ourselves. So we do that now as well, which is which is great fun, has its challenges, as all schools know, that if they operate an internal fleet, but actually is it gives us the ability to actually help and advise schools in a better way of, you know, how do you actually get the best out of your vehicles and how do you get the best out of your routes that you're operating from home to school? Okay, brilliant. Gosh, lots lots to enjoy with, with Victari. And is there anything coming up, any new updates, any developments of the service? Yeah, no, absolutely. So we're constantly working on updates and developments. And, you know, for us, every single requested update that we that we bring to market is is actually requested by a school. And that's the beauty of what we've done. Yeah, we constantly involve schools in saying, what do you actually want out of this service? So yeah, I've come to our, our, our most recent one, really, which is what we describe as our taxi booking system and platform, which is mainly designed for our international students, but, but it's sometimes used for domestic students. And actually, that was all about um, schools coming to us saying, look, we, we recognise we've, we've got buses nailed, whether it's in the middle of the day or home to school. But what we've got real problems with is is borders at exit out weekends or borders at you know starting end of half terms or end of terms. Um, so we brought that to market, been out now just over a year um, and, and actually really now starting to hone that and work that really well with schools length and breadth of the UK both our existing clients and new clients as well. And for us, we're really keen to build on that because, hang on a minute, we really recognise we can make a real big impact in the same way that we have with buses. And we can make that now to our international students who are critically coming to the UK and wanting the best of British education. And we think we should hopefully try and provide them with the best of British transport, if that's totally possible. But then you'll probably have two vehicles turn up at once in typical way <laughs> that works. This is true. You, you wait for one and they all come at once. Exactly. Um, Fantastic. So there's, yeah, it sounds like you guys are offering a really important and, as you mentioned there, dynamic solution that due to the nature of the business being relatively small in terms of its management, you know, it's you and, and Peter, right? Yeah. So you can you can adapt and change and, and develop, which is the key thing, I think, here, especially when school regulations are changing so frequently. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. You know, and having a relatively small team, you've got, you've got a team of you know, about 30 that are working on this, but, but led still by, by Peter and I. And for us, it's about getting to know the clients and recognising that each client is different. You know, we have schools mm. that are sometimes yeah, a mile down the road or even half a mile down the road, but actually their transport requirements are completely different. And what mm. they're trying to achieve out of that transport is completely different. And for us, it's not about taking a one-size-fits-all approach and saying, look, this is what happens and this is how it's done and you should follow this way. For us, it's about saying, well, you're trying to achieve X objective and this is how X objective could be achieved. Um, and for us, that's really important to partner with our schools rather than just seeing them totally as you know, straightforward clients. It's about partnering and certainly partnering with teams within schools, you know, whether it's admissions and marketing, you know, are buses serving the right areas? 
and we're partnering with operations to say, well, hang on a minute, you know, is this operating day to day effectively? For us, it's about that partnership and, and great working relationships for staff at all levels and at all grades, but not just necessarily about, you know, are we doing the high level stuff right? For us, it's across the piece. Okay, fantastic. Well, Dom, you've, you've given me a wonderful insight there, and I'm sure that our many Bursa listeners will appreciate it as well. So I just want to say thank you very much for taking the time to come and chat. No worries. Thanks, Leo. And, and thank you very much for today. A pleasure. Hopefully I'll see you at the, the May conference, as you guys are, of course, headline sponsors. It's really exciting. Great. I look forward to seeing you there as well. Awesome. Have a good day. Thank you. Thank you. And there we are. A huge thanks to Dominic for coming on and chatting us through all things Vectare. Great to learn a little bit more about the business. Next up, as I mentioned, we have a brief excerpt from Justin Wilkes, who is the Bursa at Dollar Academy. I caught up with him at the ISBA Finance Conference, and he gave me a little bit of an insight into his thoughts on both the ISBA and the Finance Conference. So if you've never been or you want to hear someone else's perspective on it, here we are. Hi there, Justin Wilkes, uh, Bursa at Dollar Academy. Uh, I've been there for 28 years, which shows a remarkable lack of uh, ambition or imagination, take your pick. Uh, but over that time, I've seen the, the ISBA grow as an organisation from strength to strength. I find the, the quality of what they offer, both in terms of their um, individual kind of presentations, uh, in terms of the materials they provide for us online, absolutely outstanding. I'm here today in London at the British Medical Association, uh, attending the ISBA Finance Conference. Uh, I've been to a number of these over the years. Uh, I've been come every year, uh, you know, that's true to say. But every time I do come, I find something new. I find the quality of the presenters you know, absolutely outstanding. I've come down from Scotland, I'll be returning shortly, but I will consider it a day extremely well spent, uh, particularly uh, in the present times where the economy is in such a state of flux. I think it's really important that we get the best briefing we possibly can to prepare ourselves individually in our own individual schools and as a sector to face some very difficult uh, circumstances which we're, we're all facing and facing together. Another huge thank you to Justin for taking the time to chat with me at the conference. It was great to hear someone else's thoughts on the day and all the things that the ISBA produces. And with that, it rounds off this episode of the BursaCast. A little bit different to usual, but next week you'll be back to a standard procedure with a bulletin coming your way and some more information about the sector and the goings-on in the bursaring community. If you have any suggestions or comments for the BursaCast, please do email podcast at theispa.org.uk and uh, I'll catch up with you guys on the next one. Till then, farewell.